The sky is a dark purple-blue, and little crabs have come out out of the sand, waving their claws at the surf. They are the only other creature on the beach except the twelve women gathered in a ring. Their fire still burns strong, keeping them warm and comfortable. The hour is late, and some of the younger women stifle yawns and rub at tired eyes. But a sharp spark from the fire brings them upright, rubbing at their singed skin. The elder feeds the fire more timber, then turns her eyes to one seated among them. Stepmother, for centuries you have plagued the innocent and pure of heart. You have raised kingdoms and toppled towers with your vicious nature. You show little mercy and care only for yourself. Tell us how you came to be this way. What events transpired that blackened your heart and isolated your soul? Is there any hope for those baptized in your name? Any chance of redemption? Or shall we continue to hunt you and burn you for your wicked ways? I am the stepmother, the vile twin of the caring mother. I have grown and become my own entity. I am a cruel parent, insecure, desperate, and plagued with fear. My intentions are murderous. My words are rife with negativity, criticism, and deprecation. My creation comes from the fracturing of the psyche, both internal and external. I am the product of society's repression and discrimination against women. Because of this, I seek to control the good and innocent elements of others, because I am afraid of them. But it does not have to stay this way. Listen to the possibility of redemption in the tale Fur-Lined Stitches. On the rocky shores of a coastal isle, a woman's belly grew round with child. She gave birth to a healthy baby boy, but still the mother was filled with anxiety, for she knew she may have to part with him. Across the horizon, another island could be seen, and on it lived shifting creatures. Half human and half seal, they could take the form of either. They also demanded a boon from the islanders. And so the mother lay that night with her son in her arms, dreading the coming morning, when she must set her baby to float on the waters of the sea in a tiny wooden boat. Rising with the sun, the mother gently placed her child in the boat carved by his father and set him adrift. The boat was tethered to the house's dock with a rope and was only a few feet from shore. The child did not cry, for the sea rocked and cradled him in its arms. The mother sat on the shore, watching the boat bob and nod with the waves, her heart in her throat as her eyes waited to see the boat tugged out to sea, taken by the seals. For two days and nights, the babe nestled on the waters, and the mother slept fitfully until she woke each morning to see her boy still there. But on the third morning, only an empty wave greeted her. Sorrow pierced the mother's heart, and she swore against the sea and the isle for taking her child from her. Another year passed, and again the mother's belly grew big. This time she bore a girl, and as such, was safe from the sea in the seal's possession. Only male children were called to be cast to sea for three days. A few more years came and went until, for a third time, the mother grew large with child. The night before the birth, the sea grew stormy and the rain fell heavy against the house. The husband begged his wife to heed the boon, for he could see in her eyes that if she bore a son, she would refuse to offer him to the sea and the seals. As fate would have it, the mother bore a second son. In the morning, she refused to take the child from the house. Her husband pleaded with her, reminding her of the gods of old, until she conceded, for she did not wish her son cursed. But she would not place her son in the boat herself. She handed her babe to her husband and told him to bring him back in three days. 
This time, she would not watch him be stolen. Three days and nights passed, and in the morning, the boy still bobbed near the dock of the house. The father was thankful, for he badly wished for a son. But the mother harped resentment in her heart for the seals on the isle. Who were they to give or take her children? The mother watched her son grow and become a young man. As he neared the end of his sixteenth year, it was time for him to complete his initiation. In a boat he carved himself, the young man journeyed to the misted isle of Selos, where the wild seals lived free. There, seeing the female seals, disguised as women, he selected one to be his bride. A small, quiet one with large brown eyes caught his attention, and he lowered her into his boat and rowed home. As allotted, the seal woman would stay with him for one year, and if she bore any sons, they would stay with the family. But any girls would journey back to the isle with her, able to transform from skin to pelt. The mother hated the seal woman as soon as she crossed the threshold of their home. From her gentle manner to large eyes, the mother despised her and sought to make her life miserable. The mother assigned the most difficult tasks to the seal girl, scrubbing the fish pails, soaking and wringing the salt brine out of their overcoats, mending the men's leather boots. She also sought to hurt seal girl with her words, mocking her pointed nose and flat ears. The mother could not forgive the seal girl's kin, nor forget her stolen firstborn. Aside from the mother, the young man and his sister adored the seal girl. Even the other islanders were fond of her, for she had a calming presence and an effortless grace. This only made the mother hate the seal girl more. She hated the salty smell that lingered around the girl, and the sound of ocean waves when the girl brushed her hair. When the seal girl would don her pelt to swim in the ocean as a seal, the mother watched her with hooded eyes. While the mother's anger and hate simmered, her own daughter loved the seal woman, laughing with her, teaching her, and then rejoicing with her when she discovered she was with child. As the seal woman's belly grew heavy, the mother decided she would steal this baby as punishment for the seals taking her own firstborn so many years ago. But first the mother must wait for the child to be born. The mother watched and bade her time, persuading her daughter to tell her where the seal girl kept her pelt. Her daughter was reluctant to reveal this information, but the mother whispered that she wished to sew beautiful designs onto the pelt. It would be the most beautiful seal pelt of all, and the mother wanted to give it to the seal girl as a welcome bride gift. Overjoyed at her mother's sudden change of heart, the daughter brought the pelt to her. The mother swore her daughter not to speak of this to anyone, especially the seal girl, no matter how she begged. For they must not ruin the surprise and imagine how astonished and welcomed the seal girl would be when she saw it. The daughter agreed it was worth all the secrets. A few days later, the seal woman was looking for her pelt, but she could not find it. She looked and looked and looked. She asked everyone, but none had seen it. The daughter had sworn not to tell, and though worried, kept her mouth shut. Then at night, when the house was asleep, the mother began to embroider red, white, and black designs into the fur. They were truly lovely things with swirls and waves. She showed these to her daughter every time she grew fearful and begged to tell the seal girl where her pelt had disappeared to. Upon seeing the wonderful patterns, the daughter was reassured for another week. The embroidery was beautiful, but once the mother started sewing the lines into the pelt, the seal woman began to feel pain. She did not know where the stings and pricks were coming from, but felt ill at ease. Even little marks began to show up on her arms and legs, bruising into the shape of tiny red lines. The mother noticed these signs, and her heart felt glad. Finally, someone was paying for the sorrow caused her. Sometimes the mother thought of cutting the pelt up, which would kill the seal woman, but the thought of the child nestled in her belly held the mother back. She must wait for her grandson to be born. The day finally came and the seal woman brought life into the world. She gave birth to twins, one boy and one girl. As tradition, the boy was to stay with the family, 
but the girl child was to go with the seal woman back to her own people. But the mother had other plans. She would keep both children and let the seal woman feel the loss the mother had felt when her own child was stolen from her. Snatching the embroidered pelt from beneath her bed, the mother threw it before the seal woman and ordered her to leave on four feet. The seal woman was exhausted from giving birth and struggled to fit into the pelt. The daughter rushed over to help ease the pelt on, but the pelt had shrunk and become somewhat misshapen under the mother's needle and thread. Places in the fur were held down and a flipper was stuck out at a strange angle. The daughter begged her mother to not be so cruel, but the mother only pointed for the seal woman to leave. Finally, the daughter finished tugging the seal woman into her fur, and the mother pounced on her and sewed the pelt shut. And in her heart, she told herself now, no longer would the seals be able to steal her babies and her son's heart. She carried the black and red seal out to the sea and threw her into the ocean. Nothing happened at first, but as the day passed, the sea grew stormy and the winds began to howl. The waves grew thick with foam and crashed violently into the shore. It began to rain and did not cease. The men could not fish and the women feared for their loved ones trapped out at sea. They begged the mother to stop her foolishness, but the mother was stubborn. The sea began to rise and creep up the beach each night until it was lapping at the houses and the whole village feared the water would run into their homes. That night, the mother went out into the darkness with the sea grasping at her feet and ankles, threatening to pull her out into the ocean. She raised her fist at the sea and shouted against it. The wind slapped her face and sea salt stung her eyes. Then the white waves parted before her, though the rain continued to pelt down. A man stood before her. It was her baby boy all grown up, and he was a seal shifter himself. The mother's grown son looked her in the eye and said, You must release the seal woman and return to us the baby girl. The sea has no guardian while the seal woman is bound in her own skin. Your hate will destroy us all. And from the waves, the man lifted the seal with her red and black lines, and she was beautiful and pitiful. The mother took pity as she looked around her and saw for the first time the screaming waves in the swamped village. She took a kitchen knife from her skirts and approached the seal, wading out into the crashing waters. As she approached the seal, the waves curled around her ankles and pulled the breath from her body. Her face lost all color and her soul floated out into the salty ocean. A rising wave crashed her drifting spirit into the red and black seal and into the beast's nostrils. The mother's soul reached out seeking shelter and security. Inside the seal's pelt, the mother's soul found another soul. It was the seal woman, hidden inside the sewn-up pelt. She was drained of her life force and waning fast. Inside the pelt, the mother's spirit looked around it and above her saw the red and black crisscross lines of her stitching, holding the seal woman captive. Reaching out with her fingers, the mother began to pull and unknot the tiny little threads. They were beautiful, but sewn too well. The mother pulled and twisted line after line, and her fingers grew swollen and red, but she ignored them and kept undoing stitch after stitch. The two women's souls shared the hollow of the beast, and one was not separate from the other. Which each stitch she tugged loose, the mother could feel the seal woman growing lighter. Finally, the last thread pulled free, and the edges of the seal pelt burst open, releasing the two women who spilled out into the ocean. The mother's soul was guided by the waves back into her own colorless body, and she breathed once more. Revived, the mother pulled the seal woman to her feet and called for her daughter. The girl child was brought out, and the mother placed her in the seal woman's arms. The mother also picked up the fur pelt and wrapped it around the seal woman and child. The two women's eyes met, and their souls remembered what they had shared. Once again in her seal form, but now no longer bound by ties of black and red, the seal nudged her child onto her back and glided out into the ocean, headed back to the misted isle.